Jesus said, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Matthew 19 verse 14. Welcome to Q, the River City Church podcast. And this week, in honor of Mother's Day, we're going to be talking with our Kids City director, Cheryl. She's going to tell us all about why she's passionate about children's ministry, how she ended up there, and how we can be discipling our young ones well at home. Welcome to the conversation. Cheryl, welcome to Q. Uh, I'm so glad to have you on. I know you do a lot of cool stuff in kid ministry. And uh, since we just had Mother's Day this past Sunday, I figured you would be the most relevant person that I could possibly talk to. So uh, welcome on the show. Thank you. Uh, So I've got uh, one question to start off. That's first, how did you end up in kids ministry? Um, So I was thinking about this and uh, because I've been doing it for uh, quite a while now. I think I'm up to, I'm going to say seven years because my oldest is 16 and I think she was about in grade four when I started. Um, So I just, I think is, I have four children and as they started getting older, it was uh, nice to be able to share that experience with them of being in um, the same ministry area as they were in. So I think I liked that aspect Mm -hmm. of it. Um, And then a few years ago, uh, the director of the area had a, a medical situation come up mm-hmm. that they needed someone to um, step into the role. So I did that. And so I've been serving in that capacity now for, I think this is my fourth year. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And uh, had you served mm-hmm. in kids ministry anywhere else before? Oh, yeah. Um, so when I was a teenager at my church growing up, um, my dad was the... Uh, they used to call it the superintendent of the Sunday school Ooh, fancy. Uh, back in those days. <laughs> and uh, my sister and I were very involved with that. Um, and uh, my day job is teaching drama. And <laughs> so we used to actually do a lot of drama stuff with the kids back uh, back then. Um, and, uh, and then I also have taught... Um, vacation bible school also nice. um throughout the bbs years. i've done that a few times as well mm-hmm. um yeah good so times. uh kids ministry can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people um i'd love if you would share with me and others uh what exactly is your role there are the more obvious parts that people are aware of but what are some of the behind the scenes things that people may not know uh, you do or you're responsible for Okay, so just in terms of the way that the program runs each week, um, I would be responsible for preparing some of the curriculum materials, Mm -hmm. um, selecting what kinds of things we're going to work with. Um, But then there's other things that would be uh, more with working with the volunteers, so encouraging them and developing Mm -hmm. them. Um, One of the things that's really important to me as uh, in this role is to make sure that I get to know all of the kids Mm -hmm. That are part of the program as well um, and I really try to um, just have an interaction with almost all of them every mm. Sunday uh, is something that I aim to do um, and then also welcoming new families uh, that come to uh, River City and um, you know giving them kind of some background on how things go and what the kids can expect and um, just helping them to feel comfortable leaving their kids uh, with us um, while they're in church on absolutely that having that level of comfort is huge for for someone who's coming to the church for the first time right um 
That's massive. Oh, definitely. And uh, trying to get to know each kid and meet with them every Sunday is certainly no small task. How many how many kids do you usually have come out on a given Sunday? Um, I would say that we're between uh, 18 to like 30-ish uh, kids most mm-hmm. Sundays. And, and if you're spending like mm-hmm. uh, 40 minutes with them, yeah, that's not a lot of time to to uh, meet with everyone. So that's like quite a lofty goal. Um, well, and I also think of like just uh, less of the program time. So, you know, when they're going and getting a cookie with their parents before church starts, I'll try to make sure right. I say hello and, um, you know, just ask how their week's going or uh, just, you know, their morning or talk about something um, in that capacity. as Right. Well. Awesome. And uh, in terms of like preparing curriculum materials, have you usually gotten that somewhere else and used it or generated your own stuff or is it kind of a mix? It's kind of a mix. Um, So we have used uh, curriculum materials that have um, been produced by different um, companies over the years. Um, This year we're trying one that's by group and it's uh, quite open in the sense that there's a lot of things that you can um, customize for your your group that you have, uh, which I really like. Um, But we've also used some more inquiry-based types of of lessons in the last little while, um, where the kids are more the ones that are coming up with those questions that kind of drive what we're going to be focusing on and how we're going to approach it. And that's something that that I've really enjoyed seeing happen over the last few years as well. Awesome. Super cool. Um, I think then those are sort of more our are, as we said earlier, one-dimensional questions, right? How long have you been in kids' ministry? Mm-hmm. What is your role? That's all good. Uh, now I want to just ask you some more questions about the flavor that you bring to to children's ministry and um, where that might come from, uh, what you're passionate about, and maybe some of the underlying philosophical uh, things <laughs> that contribute to the way you do uh uh, kids ministry. So uh, first, I, I know that uh, you're also a high school teacher. Um, that's sort of your main gig. And there's got to be ways in which those things overlap. Um, you've already mentioned them being a drama teacher. Uh, what are some of the things that you've drawn on from your teaching practice um, and, and sort of use them in Kid City? And if it's gone the other way, what are some things that you've done in in Sunday school or, or in Kid City that you thought, maybe I'll try that at school? Okay, um, so I think that uh, one of the th- main things that I've taken from my own teaching practice into uh, Kid City is that idea of student choice. Mm. So over the last you know few years in in schools, there's been a real move from you know the teacher deciding what the kids are going to study uh, to having the kids take more ownership of that and to pursue what they're interested mm-hmm. in, and that draws them into the learning more. And so. That's something that I've tried to do more with Kid City. So, um, you know, letting them kind of guide the questions, uh, guide the responses as well. So we've really moved away in the last year from, you know, we're going to do this specific craft to, you know, here's the materials. Here's what we've learned about. Okay, we've talked about how um, God is our safe place um, no matter what's going on. What sorts of things do you think of with that? And how would you represent that creatively? And to see what kinds of things that the kids come up with. Like, we're blown away um, when we, we give them that opportunity. Um, so that's something I think that's that's really neat. Mm. Um, 
and even letting them decide sometimes how to respond to the teaching. So, you know, you'll have some kids that really want to go and, and do those crafts and things, but other kids are more like, well, let's make up a game that's about it, you know, and, and, uh, and we'll teach it to the other kids. And I think that that's really, uh, really neat when you have that kind of, um, just that, that, like I said, the ownership of their own, their own mm. learning and, uh, how they respond. Mm -hmm. And that can be, that can be easier said than done. Because I think if you plan, we're doing this craft or we're doing this game, we're doing this thing, there's an element of like control over the program that you run and the way things are happening and potentially even the mess that could be created. Um, and there's some comfort in that, right? So, man, I think that's like such a such a great and such a bold direction to take our uh, Kid City program. And I'm I'm so glad about it and like all that you do. It's great. I was going to say, I think that's something, you know, I've been teaching for um, over 20 years now. Yeah. So I think that there's a, a level of, of comfort that comes from, from that and being able to kind of say, okay, you know, I kind of, uh, can trust that we're going to stay within some parameters, mm -hmm. but then, you know, what, what's the learning that's going to come out of and that? And teaching drama as well, where there's presumably like a lot more <laughs> movement in a classroom compared to say like a math classroom or even probably compared to your English classrooms to some extent. For sure. That's a good point too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a different kind of teaching experience, teaching drama. That's its own animal. I have to feel. It's, it definitely is. <laughs> um, as a supply teacher, I've been in a few drama classrooms. And sometimes, if I'm in the right mood, it's like the best day ever. Sometimes it's just a little bit much for me. I got to be honest. Yeah. It's never quiet. It is never <laughs> quiet in a drama room. Cool. Awesome. And I know you've mentioned before, uh, like, project-based learning, which is kind of a subcategory of the things that you've been talking about. Uh, can you expand on what that looks like for people who might not be familiar with that term? Uh, so project-based learning is where you're taking a, um, a problem or a question and then just really working through the different um, aspects of it and looking at it from different angles, um, doing research. And then what you're going to do is create some kind of a product at the end that you would then share with other people to demonstrate your learning. And, uh, and it's really a neat way to, like I said, just get the kids to really kind of come up with their own um, focus, their own questions, their own um, understanding. And of course, I mean, that's where you have the adults that are there to make sure that, uh, you know, they're interpreting things correctly, mm -hmm. but also trusting them to respond. Mm -hmm. Giving them like a, a wide path, but still a path in some ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought that was so cool when you were talking about that. I was like, oh, this is amazing. So um, that's really cool. Awesome. Thanks for telling us about your position and about you. Um, no kind of turning this more towards um, uh, modern discipleship of children and especially discipleship of children uh, while they're stuck at home with their parents all day, which some people may not be used to. Um, I think this dovetails in really nicely with um, the conversation that Daryl and Barb shared on Sunday morning. And I just want to reiterate some of the scriptures from there. Uh, I think Daryl read Deuteronomy eleven nineteen, which says, teach them to your children, meaning like the laws and commandments, the old covenant. Now we'd interpret that as the new covenant. Uh, talk about them when you are home and when you're on the road, when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. And then uh, Proverbs 22, verse 6 uh, train up a child in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from that. Um, 
So obviously the Bible places a real big importance on uh, the the discipleship of children. Um, I'm thinking for those parents who are used to having their kids either at school or daycare, now it's like 24-7. What are some suggestions you have for them as they're trying to grapple with this, uh, you know, by now not entirely new reality, but still somewhat new? Mm -hmm. Um, So one thing I would say is to... um look for the teachable moments. And I think that's something that as parents that we're always kind of um, on the lookout for, but as, as we're trying to disciple our kids, that's something that we can uh, be aware of because our kids are always watching us. Right. So if you, if you see those Mm -hmm. moments during the day and then you can um, model um, something or to take that opportunity to have a conversation, I think that that's a, a really great habit to get into. Um, and it could even be out of something maybe that's a bit more challenging. Um, I know that with this kind of snap of less than stellar weather that we've been having, uh, everybody's in the house. <laughs> to put all it the time. mildly, <laughs> <laughs> everybody's in the house all the time, right? And so yeah. I find we're all getting a little bit irritated with each other <laughs> a bit more than maybe we were when people could go outside and things. Oh, but, good! It's know... not just my house. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, uh, but you know the kids are getting kind of bicker like they're bickering with each other a lot like why not take that moment to talk about you know the body of 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 the church and how we're all supposed to have a we all have a different role that's unique and um you know we can't ignore one person that's to our peril so we have to try to get along as best as we can all the time and just to remind them of that sort of thing i think is is you know is valid and um and you're kind of turning something that's maybe a struggle into something a bit more positive. Mm. Um, Another one would be uh, just having a routine. Uh, So if you start reading the Bible each day or praying together um, each day, and then you try to stop, your kids are going to be like, Hey, what's going on? We're supposed to be praying (laughs) right now. Like, you know, who's, who's going to pray first. And, and they, kids will really hold you to that routine. And so, um, I think that that's a really great thing about kids uh, is just that they'll, that they'll, they'll do that. And that's something that started at our house. Like we have a whole list that we pray through um, at mm. every, every meal that we're together right now. And uh, it's gotten longer as more categories have been added. You know, we started praying for doctors and nurses and now we're praying for mm. truck drivers and farmers along do with Do you pray that before you eat or after you eat? Uh, usually we pray before, but we take our time. Like it's, you know... <laughs> it's the food's not going to get too cold it's they're okay with that so i think that that's you know something that's kind of cool um and so those are the things that i would i would really recommend nice awesome yeah i think like ah so much good stuff there cheryl so wise cool (laughs) all right um i think then uh just what are some online resources that you'd recommend for for parents who are uh, trying to do this and and looking for some some things that they can pull from the internet i think uh the the biggest one that comes to my mind is your uh page on your sort of sub page on facebook for kid city um i know that's a closed and private um group but if anyone needs to get on that they would just contact you at what email address uh they could use the info at rivercity.org and then I'll get the information that way. It's probably Perfect. the easiest. 
Yeah, but I think the stuff that you've done on there is so great. Um, it's so great to see your family involved as well. That's been awesome. Um, what are some other things that you recommend for people who are trying to do this and looking for some online help? Um, so a lot of people have probably heard of some of these. Um, the YouVersion Bible um, app has reading plans for families um, that uh, that you could go through together as a devotion. Um, mm -hmm. And they also have a Bible app that goes through kids' stories, and there's like a little, um, you know, question, a few questions at the end for the kids to answer, like multiple choice questions, and um, and they use like some animation with them, um, and often a coloring, an online coloring page, so the kids like to do those. Um, I also think like just getting them involved with some of the online content that has started, also like things like the worship night. Um, you know, we all sit around on Thursdays and uh, join in with the singing, um, which mm -hmm. is pretty cool to do as a family. Uh, and kids really love music. Um, or even like to listen to the sermon together. You know, uh, often my youngest will have a couple of little distraction kind of things out with her while we're listening, but she'll, she listens right along with us. And, um, and we sometimes talk about that as well. So just trying to involve them with those sorts of, of things that are out there also. Nice. And I have to feel like, I don't know if it's happened in your house, but I guarantee you it's happened in someone's where um, a kid who you might think, ah, they may not be super interested in the sermon, they hear something. And because uh, their parents aren't, you know, off um, hanging out with their friends at church, they actually would ask it straight away, might ask some questions. I'm mm -hmm. sure that's happening. Oh, for sure. And I think you can never kind of underestimate what kids are, are picking up on. Um I was talking about how I used to teach vacation Bible school and I would always teach the youngest kids. So usually the preschoolers. So they were four hmm. years old, I think most of them. And, you know, I would think, I don't know how much the kids are getting out of this necessarily, but they, their parents would tell me after, well, you know, they came home and they were telling me the story and, you know, asking questions and that sort of thing. So the kids are definitely listening and, um, and taking in what's around them. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so we've got we've got your uh, Facebook page. We've got uh, online stuff from our church, like sermons and worship night, um, U version Bible reading plans. Anything else? Uh, I think those are the main ones that we've that I'm aware of. I'm sure there's tons more out there. I think a lot of um, a lot of the curriculum uh, companies are putting out stuff that um, people can access also. So if you were looking for more curriculum based uh, content, also. Mm -hmm. And I know on uh, the video that I posted a couple of weeks ago for free online resources in general, uh, Right Now Media um, has a free limited library right now, and they have a whole kids section too. So, yeah, there's that. Um, and then I think, I don't know, I'd like to just leave some open-ended space uh, for you to talk um, about um, why, like in terms of your philosophy of children's ministry and why you think it's important why do you think it's important and how do you think it should be done? Well, I think one of the things that, um, that we need to remember is that the kids are the next generation of the church. And mm -hmm. so really getting them to grow up in a place where um, they're learning about God and how much Jesus loves them and what that relationship is like, um, where they grow up knowing that their church family um, loves them and uh, and really is 
um, interested in them as individuals, I think is a really important um, function of the church. And mm -hmm. I think that, that that can't be kind of, you know, oh, when they get older, we'll, we'll worry about that. That needs to start mm -hmm. right from the very beginning. And, mm -hmm. um, and I think that where people grow up feeling loved, they're going to then share that with others, right? And I and I think that that's something that's that's really great, um, you know. And and kids are so open about you know inviting other people to come to church and things like that. And so having mm -hmm. it be a place where they're excited um, to to come to, I think, is is really great. Um, one other part of that I would say is that like helping the kids to learn to be leaders as well. I think is a a, a really important part of kids ministry and um and just the church as they're growing up so mm -hmm. giving them opportunities to lead um mm -hmm. so you know i think things like um something that we've been doing is now that we're in the new building we have the gym kids are always excited to try out games and so we've actually started mm -hmm. having uh, a team of kids each week organize the the games for um the other children so they'll you know decide what the game's going to be and to lead it and to let me know what equipment they need. We were just getting started with that when all of this, this happened, but that sort of thing I think is an easy way to be like, you know, I don't need to be the one in charge of everything. So you guys, you know, you know, all the games you love to play, you teach them to us. And I think, you know, that little taste of leadership can be something that's developed as they, as they get older and, uh, and take on other roles in the church. Nice. Awesome. Very cool, Cheryl. Um, and then if you could give one sentence worth of encouragement to any parent out there who right now is kind of struggling with this, what would you say? One thing I can remember Barb saying in a sermon a few years ago was that when you're raising uh, young kids, when you're right in the middle of it, that the days are long, but the years are short. And uh can remember that like just hitting me like... <laughs> right in the heart and thinking to myself like oh my goodness that is so true that when you're right mm -hmm. in the midst of it when you've got you know little kids like never leaving your side and talking to you all day and all of those sorts of things like you think to yourself like it's a lot I know this isn't one sentence I'm sorry um <laughs> you'll then... distill it down to one sentence at the end <laughs> you will but then like you know my oldest is 16 already right and so we're yeah. already like and it just seems like yesterday that she was just a baby so it goes by so quickly um and yeah. so just to think about um you know that that there is that truth that the days are long but the years are short and just to um the blessing that we have with the kids and not to to just be overwhelmed but just to to love them where they're at yeah Awesome. Yeah, my, I mean, our boy is, he'll be two in a matter of weeks. And I feel like we just blinked mm -hmm. and it's gone, you know, and there's so much busyness over the last two years. And I know there's so much more to come, but man, it feels like it went by fast. So, yeah. It does. So you're just going to, for you're going to kind of cop out. You're not going to provide your own sense of support. You're going to just quote Barb and say, <laughs> and say the days are long, but the years are short. Well, that's something that I, I still, I think about, like, it's just, it's such a truth. Like, and I don't know if you can realize that when you're right in the beginning, like, you know, no. I, I think it's no. just, you know, you just, you don't, you don't think it's going to go by as quickly as it does. 
<laughs> yeah, I think so. I heard that. I might have actually heard that from Barb as well. I think I've heard it from a few people, but I think that that and things like that have helped me to uh, savor some of the moments, not all, mm-hmm. but some. So cool. Well, Cheryl, thank you so much. I'm so glad that I was able to talk with you and record some of your wisdom so that I can share it with other people. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Any time. See ya. <laughs> Bye. That's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, we'll be moving into a new series as a church called Set Free, talking about moving from our old self into our new self to be set free in Jesus Christ. Uh, I'll be talking with Daryl a lot more in these coming episodes, so if you have any questions, please send them to info at rivercitychurch.org. Have a blessed week. <laughs>